Let it roll, get bold. I just can't hold back a fold, cause I'm a man with soul. In control and effects, so what the heck? Rock the disco text, and this groove is what next. Attack, react, exact, a Mac, I move you with. A strong song as long as you groove to them. I keep the crowd loud when you hype. Do damage on stage and injure the mic. If I shoot the gift and see, What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Basketball fans, welcome to another episode of LA Courtside. This basketball podcast is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And I am your host, L.A. Ray. And before I get into the Lakers' disappointing two losses, especially in this second game against the Dallas Mavericks, where they just basically imploded, how about a word from our sponsor, DraftKings? I hope you all didn't put a dime on the Lakers in that second game, baby. You probably would have lost your shirt. Anyway, I'll come back to that. DraftKings.com. A word from our sponsor. Basketball teams are entering the final month of the regular season as they gear up for the playoffs. While some teams are locks to make the playoffs, like your Los Angeles Lakers and Los Angeles Clippers, others are still fighting for their opportunity to chase the trophy this summer. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. That sounds like a good deal to me. Turning $1 into $100 is simple. Pick any basketball team to win their next game, and if during that game the team of your choosing hits a three, you bring home $100 in free bets. It's that simple, folks. That's 100 to 1 odds on the team of your choosing to hit a three. They don't even need to win the game. This year, teams have been hitting threes at an unprecedented pace. So get in on all of the action with DraftKings Sportsbook before this offer ends. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN When you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a three, that's code TBPN to turn $1 into $100 in free bets for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. This is for new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, all right, all right, fans. Welcome back to L.A. Courtside. So let me talk about the Lakers, I guess if I have to. I do have to. That's what this show is all about. Laker Nation, baby. Late show. Also Clipper Nation. Clip show. Clip joint. But this first segment is going to be about the L.A. Lakers and these last two games against the Dallas Mavericks. Did you pay attention to the DraftKings promo there where it says you can bet on a team, win or lose. All all that team has to do is make one three-point shot even if they lose the game, and you can win yourself some money. 
100 to 1 odds or something like that. Did the Lakers hit a three? They hit any threes in these two games. I mean, you know, obviously I'm being facetious, but uh, looking at that game, you would think they didn't hit any, especially Markeith Morris. My goodness, that dude just disappeared. Disappeared in these two games. In the first game against Dallas, the Lakers were 10 out of 30 from three-piece land for a sizzling 33%. The second game, they got worse. 12 out of 45 for 26.7%. They were jacking up three-point shots, man, like they were Steph Curry or somebody. It just wasn't happening. It just wasn't happening. I mean, that this is the first time all year that I'm probably not doubting that the Lakers can win a championship if LeBron James comes back healthy and Anthony Davis regains his form, which I think he will. Obviously, he's been um, these couple of games that he's played. He's been very, very rusty. And that was, you know, everyone saw that coming. He'll, he'll round himself into shape. But my goodness, my goodness, that, that was just a horrible performance um, Saturday uh, against Dallas. Really, really, really bad. The first game against Dallas, a 115-110 loss. Contavious uh, uh, Caldwell Pope played well in that game. He led the Lakers in scoring with 29 points. He did not play in the second game against Dallas, uh, being uh, banged up. But I'm thinking, hey, the Lakers should be able to split. Going into these two games against the Mavericks, I'm thinking if they split, then the Lakers are doing pretty good. You know, because they're in danger. The Lakers are in danger of falling to that seventh spot. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But that first game, uh, that's the first game back for uh, Anthony Davis, and he only played 17 minutes. The Lakers brass said that they were going to limit him to roughly around 15 minutes, so he played a couple of minutes more than that, but he was only 2 for 10. And you can tell that he was not favoring the, uh, the calf or the Achilles or his lower leg. He was just being extra, extra careful. He wasn't being the aggressive Anthony Davis that we have come to know and love. He only scored four points in that game. And you could just tell he was rusty. So I really wasn't too concerned about Anthony Davis. And the Lakers still had a chance to win that game. But it was just too much Luka Doncic. Too much Luka down the stretch. The kid is just outstanding, man. What, what can you say about this kid? I think he's only like 22 years old or something like that. Torched the Lakers with 30 points. 9 out of 21 from the field. 3 of 9 from 3-piece land. 9 rebounds, 8 assists, nearly had a triple-double. They had no answer. No answer for Luka in that game. The rest of the Lakers, Montrez Harrell, who I'll get to in a moment here. Not sure what Vogel is doing there. But um, he scored 14 points, seven out of eight from the field, six rebounds. Typical Montrez Harrell game. Played well. Dennis Schroeder played well in that first Dallas game, nine out of 13, two of three from uh, three piece land for 25 points. And then uh, last but not least, Andre Drummond was a beast on the boards in that game. He's, he also scored 14 points on five out of 10 shooting, 50% from the field. Very good. Four of four from the free throw line. He's a, Better free throw shooter than his earlier, than the earlier days in his career. Not a great free throw shooter, but um, he can make an account for himself. 4-4 from the free throw line. 19 rebounds, as I mentioned. 14 points. But again, they had absolutely no answer for Luka Doncic, who is 
I mean, the way this kid plays, man, he's definitely top 10 player in the, in the game. There's no question about that. You know, I, I, I defy anybody to, to doubt that. Maybe put him up a little higher than that. Maybe top seven. The way that kid plays, man, started off slow in that game, in the first Dallas game. I believe in the first quarter, from what I can remember, he may have been scoreless or maybe only scored a few points. And then, you know, he started to pick it up in the second quarter, late in the second quarter, and then the second half, he was just killing them. Killing them. Ended up with 30 points. No answer for the kid. None. So in the second game against Dallas, now I'm thinking, okay, the the Lakers, you know, it's hard to beat a team twice in a row. I mean, you know, really, really two good competitive teams. Kind of hard to beat them two times in a row. And the Lakers were playing well in this game. They were up by 17 points in the third quarter. What happens? Dallas just came back and smoked them. Won the game 108 to 93. So he won the game by 15 points. Do the math, a 32-point turnaround. 32 points. Lakers had no answer. They had no clue. I, I don't know what the hell they were doing. They were out there just, I mean, like I mentioned, they were jacking up threes, clinging them off the rim. You're talking about bricks, man. They were building all kind of condominiums, shooting those, trying to shoot those three-point shots. Ben McLemore and Dennis Schroeder were the only two Lakers uh, actually, not even Dennis Schroeder. Uh, ben McLemore was 6 out of 10 from behind the arc. And he scored 20 points, played the best game um, since he's been with the Lakers. The rest of the Lakers, well, Kuzma was 4 out of 9 from 3, 14 points. But the rest of them, Anthony Davis, 0 for 6 from 3. He scored 17 points, but it took him 19 shots, 5 out of 19, 7 out of 8 from the free throw line. Not good. Not good. Again, you can tell he's, he's, he's favoring. He, he, he just doesn't want to get hurt. And he fell down a couple of times, man. And I know Laker Nation, Lake Show Brass, just held their collective breaths. Anytime he hits the floor, it's just like hold your breath, man, because it seems like he's on the floor all the time. You know, seems to be a little, I don't know if clumsy is probably a strong word, but it seems like he falls a lot. And uh, he and Andre Drummond both. You know, especially Drummond, man. Drummond seems like he just lumbers up and down the court, you know, not trying to throw any shade on Drummond. Drummond's going to be fine. You know, he's going to gobble up a bunch of rebounds. But Anthony Davis, man, and then one time uh, one player uh, brushed up against his calf or, you know, maybe ran up, ran against his calf or something happened where he grabbed his calf. And then everybody just held their breath at that point. But he seemed to be okay physically after that. But he hasn't rounded in shape yet. There's, there's no doubt about that. It's going to take him maybe a couple more games to uh, get himself together. Uh, as I mentioned, Dennis Schroeder was only two of eight from three himself. He scored 16 points and had 10 assists, but Schroeder was minus 27 in the plus minus column. Led the, led the Lakers in that, in that negative uh, stat, minus 27 when he was on the floor. The rest of the bench, Markeith Morris, my goodness. You're talking about building condominiums, man. Markeith Morris in the last two games against the Dallas Mavericks went 4 of 19 from the field and 0 for 9 from three-point line. He looked very, very uncomfortable out there. Not sure what's going on there. He's been playing pretty well in the, in the few games uh, leading up to the Dallas series. You know, nothing astronomical, but, you know, he's, he's been holding his own. But these last two games against Dallas, man, I don't know where he's been. He looked Pretty lost there on the basketball floor. He only scored four points. Uh, he had two field goals. He was 2 of 11, but again, 0 for 6. 
the rest of Lake West Matthews, who again, there was someone on Twitter who asked a question, why is West Matthews on the Lakers team? What is, what is, what is his role? What is his purpose? And I had no answer. I'm, I've been saying this all year. I'm not sure what his role is. Some days he plays six minutes like he did in this game. Other games he may play 15 minutes. He's not a great shooter by any stretch of the imagination. He's a average defender. It's not like he gobbles up a bunch of rebounds or, uh, or, or has a lot of assists or anything like that. Not sure what the guy does, to be honest with you, other than being out there on the floor. So couldn't answer that question by uh, one of my Twitter followers. Um, Caruso, 0 for 2 from 3P's land. Taylor Horton Tucker, 0 for 2 from 3. So uh, Kuzma, as I mentioned, 4. He was 4 out of 9 from 3P's land. So this game was just really, really horrible. And another thing, I don't understand this the, the center rotation that maybe Vogel was just trying to experiment with the Drummond Gasol rotation and uh, Montrez Harrell didn't play one minute in this game. Now, is he sitting Montrez Harrell for was it low management? Montrez Harrell hasn't had any low management all year, from what I can remember. Yeah, you know, that low management, man, that's that's reserved for players like you know, your superstar players. If you're gonna, you know, a lot of fans don't like the low management, I don't particularly like it either, especially if I'm paying a ticket, paying money for a ticket. And at the Staples Center, I want to see LeBron James and, and uh, Anthony Davis. And I get there and, well, LeBron James is not playing because of low management. I'm pissed off at that point. But Montrez Harrell, come on, man. Come on. I mean, in that, in that first Dallas game, dude was balling. Second got, Dallas game, didn't play. Not one minute. And, and, and Mark Gasol, you know, I, hey, players, you can speak your mind. Hey, this is America, man. First Amendment. First Amendment right. Say what you want to say. But some reporter asked him a question about the center rotation and, and you know, why he hasn't been getting much playing time. Not sure what the exact question was, but his uh, answer, and I'm paraphrasing, is that, hey, I just work here. You know, you have to ask somebody else that. I just work here. So reading between the lines, I guess he thinks he should be playing more. He hasn't been playing all that much since Drummond arrived. So I'm not sure where he's going with that. Does he think that he's better than Andre Drummond at this stage of their careers? That's, that's a no-brainer. Drummond's the better player. You know, Drummond will have a, a, a much bigger effect, a larger effect on the Lakers possibly winning a championship than Marc Gasol. Marc Gasol hasn't been playing well all year. So don't know what the hell he's talking about. But again, hey, this American man, First Amendment, speak your mind. And again, Trez on the bench. So Vogel, what? I don't know what that was about. So uh, you got some decisions to make. You got some decisions to make. It's not like Trez hadn't been playing that well. You know, when both LeBron and AD was out, you know, for those uh, uh, few games, maybe for like a six, seven game stretch, like last month or so, Trez uh, quite a few times led the Lakers in scoring. I don't, I don't, I don't know what they expect from this guy. Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I have to think that when the playoffs start, it's going to be drumming being spelled by Trez and Mark Gasol will get the minutes based on matchups, based on situations, different situations and things like that. I don't see Mark Gasol getting a ton of minutes. 
So we'll see how that all shakes out. And then and then I want to mention, uh, you know, Luka Doncic, of course, played the played a great game. But then the Lakers helped to discover this dude called Dwight Powell. And the pick and roll is, by the way, is the pick and roll the only the only offensive play in the NBA? Have you ever heard of any other play? I remember back in the day, back in the day, back in the day, L.A. Ray in the 80s, they had like motion type offenses. Remember the uh, Denver Nuggets, George Carl, and, you know, they had that motion offense. They had some pick and rolls and things like that, but they had other plays that they ran that wasn't of the pick and roll variety. Nowadays, I watch, I watch a lot of basketball, man. It's just pick and roll. You know, the guy comes up, he sets a pick. The defender either, either goes on top of the pick or he goes below the pick, and then that dictates what the offense is going to do. Now, Luka Doncic and Dwight Powell, they, you know, say what you want about the pick and roll, but they played it to perfection, and the Lakers had absolutely no answer. Frank Vogel, Coach Vogel, is supposed to be the defensive guru. He had no answer for that. None. Zero. No answer for that. No adjustment for that. It was at, at one point, it may have been in the third quarter, maybe a year early in the fourth quarter. They must have scored uh, Doncic and um, Powell maybe three, four straight possessions on the same pick and roll play. They made a star out of Dwight Powell. I mean, hell, I had to look this guy up, man. You know, I knew he played for, uh, he, he played for Stanford. He's a pretty decent player, you know, you know, nothing to shout about, but he's a pretty decent player. I didn't even know the dude was from Canada. So now I, I, I sent a little uh, a tweet out, you know, the, the top five NBA players from Canada. Shea Gilgis Alexander, R.J. Barrett of the Knicks, Andrew Wiggins, Jamal Murray of the Nuggets, and Dwight Powell. Five. There's your five right there. Dwight Powell, number five. You know, tell me, Laker fans, you knew about Dwight Powell before, before this uh, second game uh, against the Dallas Mavericks. No one's ever heard of this guy, but, you know, they made him a superstar in this particular game. So they had no answer for that, no answer for the pick and roll. Now, so with that loss, the Lakers fall to 35 and 25. They still hold the number five spot barely over, guess who? The Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks are only a game and a half behind. Now they are 33 and 26. The Lakers do not, absolutely, positively do not want to fall to that seven spot and end up in some ridiculous playing game, which I've talked about this before. It's nothing but an NBA cash grab, money grab, more money. You know, they're saying that, well, that shortens the number of teams that can be tanking down the stretch. That may happen. But, you know, the ninth and 10th team, whoever that ended up being, they're not going to win an NBA championship, man. I mean, come on, let's get real. Um, but the Lakers. Don't fall to number seven. Right now, the number seven team is the uh, Portland Trailblazers at 32 and 27. The Lakers are only a game and a half. No, I'm sorry, two and a half games ahead of them. You get down there, man. Now you're in that playing game. Seven plays uh, eight. And the loser of that game plays the winner of the 9-10 game. Whoever wins that game, you know, makes the playoffs. There's your top eight teams. So the Lakers would have to... to um, possibly play two games to get into the playoffs 
you know, unless they unless they fall to number seven. Well, actually, if they fall to uh, yeah, if they fall to seven, and then they lose that seven and eight matchup, then they have to play the nine and ten winner. So yes, they would have to play two games unless they win that seven eight matchup, and then they automatically in the top eight. A little convoluted there with that 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 crazy playing game, but either way it goes, you don't want to fall to that spot. You don't want to fall to that spot. And right now, if the standings uh, were left as is, the Lakers would end up playing the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs, in the first round. So that would be tough, even with LeBron James. Now, they, can they beat the Denver Nuggets? Of course they can. You know, with the Joker. And at first, when Jamal Murray got hurt, speak, you know, speaking of the Canadian, the Canadian assassin, Jamal Murray, you know, superstar in making. It's, it's really, really bad that he uh, tore his ACL. You know, he's an up-and-coming superstar, I think. But now, that gives Michael Porter Jr. a chance to shine. And yesterday, he scored 39 points. So, it's not going to be... And then they got Aaron Gordon, of course. So, it's not going to be easy if they have to end up playing the Denver Nuggets. Now, how about this for a scenario? If they fall to number six and end up at number six, guess who they would end up playing? You know, let me break it down for you. Of course, one plays eight. That's a jazz. You know, let's say they end up playing, I don't know, the Trailblazers, let's say. Well, the Grizzlies, whoever ends up being number eight. Uh, the Suns, who's a, who will be the second seed, would end up playing, the, say, the Golden State Warriors, let's say. And number three will play number six. Who's number three? The L.A. Clippers. Who's number six, or potentially number six? The L.A. Lakers. That would be a first-round matchup. Now, obviously, guys, you know that my podcast is based on the Lakers and the Clippers. All season long, I've been saying that those two teams will meet in the Western Conference Finals. I never said anything about the first round of the playoffs. Now, if that happens, you know, at least they're still playing each other. They've never played each other in the playoffs. So, I guess the first round would be... I would guess would be just as exciting as the Western Conference Finals, of course, because one of them will go home with their tail between their legs. And it still would be exciting, but I would rather for them to meet in the Western Conference Finals. But right now, there is a distinct possibility that the Lakers and the Clippers will meet in the very first round of the Western Conference Finals. And I I, I pose another question on Twitter to my Twitter followers. You can follow me on Twitter at LA Ray Sports. On Twitter and also this podcast, you can follow this podcast at LA Courtside Pod. So I asked the uh, followers, you know, do you really want to play each other in the playoffs? You know, they throw a lot of darts at each other back and forth, and a lot of times they're they're saying, ah, it's no big deal, no big deal. We can beat them, we can beat the Lakers, we can beat the Clippers, no big deal. But do you really want to play them, or are you really afraid to play each other, knowing? That there's a possibility, well, obviously one of you is going to lose, and you don't want that to happen. So, you know, most fans claim, oh, it's no big deal. Uh, you know, I, I love to play the Lakers, or I love to play the Clippers. Uh, some, or some fans, not all, some fans I'm not so sure. Some fans are really, really apprehensive of playing each other. They would probably have rather have some other team uh, knock off either the Lakers or the Clippers and uh, not be knocked off by by themselves, if that makes any sense. The Lakers and the Clippers playing each other. So we'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. It's like 
oh, I don't know, maybe 12 games or so left in the regular season. And the Lakers, they have about, oh, I would say about the next five games are winnable games. They have Orlando coming up tonight, Monday. They should, you know, that, that's a game they should win. It should beat Orlando. Orlando just tanked. You have the Washington, now the Washington Wizards. They're playing pretty well. They're fighting for a playoff spot. Not going to be easy, but a winnable game. You have a Sacramento at home. That should be a win. Should be. You have Toronto at home. Not going to be very easy, but Toronto is beatable. And uh, that was a good game, by the way, against what well, decent game against the Knicks in Toronto. The Knicks, congratulations, have won, I believe, nine games in a row. And then Monday, May 3rd, you play Denver. And, of course, that's not going to be that easy either. Then you have you're at the Clippers. You're at Portland, at home against Phoenix. You have to play New York. And then the last three games of the season is Houston, Indiana, and New Orleans. So the schedule is not that easy. But these next five games, Lakers, you have to win probably at least three of those. You're going to slip down to number to number six, and, and, and then possibly the number seven. Do not want that to happen. Absolutely, positively do not want that to happen. So I believe what Vogel has to do is he's going to have to figure out, first of all, this center rotation and, and, and come up with a solid plan leading up to the playoff of what he's going to do. Now is not the time to be experimenting, man. You know, either, either Trey is going to be backing up Drummond for the majority of the minutes, or Gasol, which I would not do if it were me, backing up Drummond. And then, you know, you have to, you have to straighten out that defense, man. You know, that, that performance was just hideous, that second game against Dallas. And then shot selection. I mean, they were just they were breaking left and right. Now, if, they, if they'd have had KCP in that game against Dallas, it could have been a different story. Hell, if Trez would have got the minutes that Gasol had, could have been a different story. You know, KCP, but, you know, he'll be back. And, by the way, lastly, I want to say Adrian Wojnarowski, who's a guru of the, uh, the inside the NBA. He gets all the scuttlebutt. Uh, he says that LeBron James is going to be back this week. Let's hope that's the case. Let's really, really, really hope that's the case, that he is back. And the Lakers are whole, and then they can go on and do their thing. So, Laker fans, you know, hold your collective breaths. It's going to be interesting down the stretch in these last 12 or so games. I still think the Lakers would be fine once LeBron James gets back. He's healthy. AD is uh, healthier. And, uh, you know, he's getting more more comfortable. And then I think the Lakers would do their thing. My next segment, I'm going to talk about the Clippers. They did not play on Saturday or Sunday. But I still have a few comments on the Clip joint. Little Run DMC. Y'all remember this from back in the day, baby. This is my all-time favorite group. Run DMC, baby. Hit it, run. Hit it, run. Hit it. Hit it. Yeah. Yes, sir. This is it, baby. This is it. Just a little Run DMC. One of my all-time favorites. The all-time favorite of mine from back in the day. I even had personalized license plate on my brand new 1984 black Camaro. R-U-N-D-M-C on the back. 
couldn't tell me nothing riding through the streets of the Motor City in Detroit. The L.A. Clippers. This segment is going to be uh, a little shorter, and this is no slight on the Clippers, by the way. Why? Why is it going to be shorter? There's really nothing to talk about too much with the Clippers. They won 11 out of their last 12 games. I said it on my last episode. The Clippers are playing like the very best team in the Western Conference right now, and that includes the first place Utah Jazz, first place in the West, and the second place Phoenix Suns, who I still am a little skeptical about their playoff chances. But you never know. That's why they play the games. But Utah Jazz, by the way, on Saturday lost a 17-point lead at home against the lowly Minnesota Timberwolves and lost to them. Now, of course, it's just one game, one loss, but I'm skeptical of the Utah Jazz as well. The Clippers, though, again, 11 out of 12. 11 out of 12. They sit at 43-19 and 19 with a chance to still make it up to at least number two, overtaking the Phoenix Sun. That's still a possibility. The last game that the Clippers played was Friday night at Houston where Paul George continues continues to sizzle this kid is balling man i mean on a mission he's on a mission played 34 minutes 10 out of 27 from the field only three of 10 from three piece land but that's not going to stop him from shooting shooting trays i guarantee you that 10 out of 10 uh, free throws 14 rebounds this dude does it all he does it all four assists i mean he does everything for them he rebounds he passes assists now he has seven turnovers that's not um, that that good, but I'm sure he'll rectify that by the time the playoffs roll around. And uh, 33 points. Guy's just balling, man. Only concern that I have, of course, is uh, Kawhi Leonard, again, did not play. And they're holding him out uh, for precautionary reasons, I'm sure. He's probably a little banged up. But uh, he'll be fine when the playoffs come, I guarantee you that. You know, if they're doing low management, Again, I don't particularly care for that, but if you're going to do it, man, do it with the superstar. That's fine for uh, Kawhi Leonard. You know, a little low management down the stretch, making sure he's fresh for the playoffs and healthy. You know, they uh, the Clippers don't have to worry about seeding or anything like that, So uh, you know, unlike the Lakers. So uh, they can afford to sit, sit their superstars. But again, Paul George, 33 points. Reggie Jackson, whom I'm going to write an article about on um, – uh, fansided.com. I am also a contributor for fansided.com on the Clipperholics link. I will be writing an article tomorrow on Reggie Jackson and how he's been playing for the Clippers since the arrival of Rondo, which is he's been playing very well, which is why I'm writing the article. It's kind of surprising me, but uh, 7 out of 17 against Houston from the field, 3 of 6 and 3 piece land. He is playing with loads of confidence. I mean, loads of confidence that he wasn't playing with like this earlier in the year. Scored 19 points, plus eight in the plus, plus minus, five assists. He's doing what he needs to do. He's not turning the ball over. He had one turnover. That's it. Reggie Jackson, you know, in the past, I'm not going to say a turnover machine, but he's not the best ball handler in the world or anything like that, or even the best distributor. But right now, he's playing the best out of the point guards. You still don't have Pat Beverly back. Rajon Rondo, he has the uh, the wrist injury. Hopefully that's not um, anything major. And, of course, they brought Rondo in to, uh, I would say, pretty much close out some of these playoff games. 
Reggie Jackson is making a case to Ty Luce saying, hey, I should be the one doing that. I should be the one closing out these games. And when Pat Bev get back, Ty Lue is going to have he's going to have a decision on his hands. Is it is it Jackson? Is it is it Beverly? Is it Rondo? You know, which are you going to have a, a, a three man rotation? How's that going to work? It's uh, something similar to what Vogel has to deal with with the center position. That's going to be very interesting, that point guard position. Uh, Zubak again, of course, five out of nine from the field. I've been saying for the last few episodes I was going to look up his field goal percentage. I finally did. It's 65%. My goodness. I'm telling you, every time you look up, this guy is shooting over 50%. And keep in mind that they still don't have Ibaka yet. He's still nursing that back injury. I would hope in the next three weeks or three and a half weeks when the playoffs start that Ibaka is going to be available. Now, Ibaka may be the one coming off the bench because Zubak's been playing well. It's not a superstar or anything like that. He's just solid. Eight rebounds in the game against Houston. A 109-104 victory. I would have thought they would have beat up on Houston a little worse than that. Houston is 15-45. and 45. You know, what a, what a sorry excuse for a franchise. That, that whole city, by the way, I, again, I mentioned the only reason why I, I like Houston in, in any capacity is my daughter lives there. She went to Prayer View A&M. Other than that, you know, that, that the Houston Rockets, the Houston, the cheating Houston Astros, the, uh, the Houston Texans, who knows what the hell they're doing. But anyway, I digress. Uh, a win is a win. They beat him by uh, five points. Patrick Patterson played. He didn't. Uh, he scored 12 points. Played all right, 5 by 11. Shows you how deep the Clippers are. You bring in a guy like Patrick Patterson when you can rest. Marcus Morris Sr., he did not play against Houston. Rest. Rest. They picked up Yogi Ferrell just in case. Who knows what's going to happen to Pat Bev? Who knows about the health of Rondo? So they picked up Yogi Ferrell, and uh, we'll see what he can do. Terrence Mann played 37 minutes against Houston, only scored five points. And um, and then the rest of them, you know, Batum, he only had a couple of points. DeMarcus Cousins played a very good game, 15 minutes, 5 or 7 from the field. He scored 11 points. And Amir Coffey also had 10 points. So, again, the Clippers, they're just, they're just rolling into the playoffs, man, whether they are uh, a third seed or a second seed. But I'm wondering, like I said, Earlier in this segment, when I was talking about the Lakers, if the Clippers are the third seed and the Lakers end up being the number six seed and the Clippers and Lakers face off in the first round of the playoffs, do you know, do you know how exciting that's going to be? Like I mentioned, I was hoping that they would meet in the finals, Western Conference finals. But even if it's the first round, that means one of these teams is going home with their tails between their legs. Which one will it be? I don't know. I'm not committing one way or another, not yet. But right now, obviously, the Clippers are the better team. And you can say, you know, because of injuries, of course, you don't have LeBron. You know, uh, AD is not, I still say he's not fully 100%, or if he is, he's, uh, he's not acclimated uh, himself back into the lineup yet uh, fully. He still has a little rust on him. But once everybody is healthy, and you want everybody to be healthy for the playoffs. That's what it's all about, folks. You want everybody to be healthy. So we'll see where this ends up. Lakers, Clippers, Clippers, Lakers, Western Conference. Let's get it on, baby. Let the two fan bases just go at it. And then find out once and for all who's the better team in L.A. The Clippers, by the way, lastly, um, the rest of their schedule, 
it's really not all that all that daunting. They have uh, New Orleans coming up tonight, and then you they go to Phoenix. Now, here's a game that they're really, really going to try to win. They're trying to catch Phoenix for the number two spot. So that's a game they're really, really going to want to try to win there. Then they have Denver, Toronto. They have the Lakers. They have the Knicks. That should be a good game. Then they close out with Toronto, Charlotte, Houston, and OKC. So not a daunting schedule to say the least. But the Clippers, just like many other teams, they just want to win as many games as they can, keep everybody healthy, go into the playoffs fully locked and loaded and ready to go. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen with the Clippers. So with that, basketball fans, I'm going to leave it right there. Thank all of you. Thank you all for listening to the uh, L.A. Courtside podcast. And again, I'm your host, L.A. Ray. Also like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network for putting uh, this show on. And again, you can follow me at, on Twitter at L.A. Ray Sports. And you can follow this podcast at L.A. Courtside Pod. And also, uh, once you find my podcast, and you can find this on any of your uh, podcast platforms, whichever one that you use, whether that's uh, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all five of those, baby, or any other uh, platform that you listen to your podcast on. Make sure you subscribe, review, and rate. And with that again, folks, until the next episode of L.A. Courtside, peace.